Welcome to New Hope Underground. Today's episode is entitled, Crunchy Granola, and Bigfoot is Alive and Well. And now here are your hosts, Darren, Drew, and Reed Hansen. Okay, so I found a new trail, and I went, I went out hiking on my own, you know, just kind of, and we got several trails around Chucktown. So I found one called the Warbler Trail. The what? The Warbler. Ooh. Warbler. You know, like a, it's like a bird, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they have, they're known for their monarch butterflies and stuff out there, I guess. I don't know, there's just signs everywhere. Oh, dope. So it was pretty nice. I was out there by myself. No one was out there. I drove to some place in the middle of nowhere. And just walking through the woods, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then I followed one of the trails that they had marked. And it just, I just, it just dead ended. Mm. I mean, it was supposed to like have a connection to the other trails. Nope. And it's just, I mean, it just ended. I mean, there's nothing. I don't know. City ran out yeah. of budget. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But I mean, I'm, I'm in the middle of the woods. Next thing I know, I'm in this clearing and there's this guy in a tractor kind of looking at me. <laughs> And there was no more trail. Like it was just yard. over. I know. There's signs up everywhere that said private property. Right. But I'm like, I, I swear I'm following the trail. So I don't understand how I end up in his yard because it was... City ran out of budget. They're like, but we already put it in the pamphlets and stuff. I guess so. We have yeah, the, you like, don't have those signs. You know, when you, later. when you first start the trail, mm-hmm. they have those signs. Yeah. They show you how the trails connect. So mm-hmm. if you take this trail, that trail, if you want to go an extra mile. So yeah. that's what I was doing. Yeah. But I had to, I had to like totally backtrack to find the other trail because that one just, I don't know, it was just really surreal. And I thought, well, you know what? I think it's just over the hill. Maybe I'll just make my own trail. And then I'm glad I didn't do that because I was like way off. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you get in the middle there, you're like, you're, you know, no direction. Yeah, yeah. You go hiking a lot. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've been lost a couple of times. It happens. Do, how do you get, what do you do when you get lost? Um, pick a direction. Just go with it. Go know? with it. Eventually, you'll find. Is something. it true you walk in circles? You think? I probably maybe in like a thick jungle. No, if you, if you, I, I don't walk in circles. You're supposed to walk towards the moss, right? Something I, like that. Towards the toward, moss. Yeah, you walk towards the moss, <laughs> and you walk in a circle when an alligator is chasing you, right? Yeah, I think so. Or a zigzag. Yeah, and zigzag makes more sense than a circle, right? Because you do a circle, you come right back to the alligator. <laughs> 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 That's how you grab him. You know, oh, oh, I got, I got. Oh, you him. get behind him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got you. You gotta, you gotta. I guess say I'd be. I don't know what I would. <laughs> I don't know what I'd be doing if. I, hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. Welcome. I'm Darren. I'm Drew. I'm Reed. Yeah, all, all Hansons right here. We didn't even rehearse that. That was good. Yeah, I know. Boom bop. Boom <laughs> Hey, welcome. We're glad you're listening, and I hope you had a good time with this last week. We had a good. We had a great time. But the one thing that didn't work for us was Dr. Reed's episode or his his part. So his we're going to be redoing that today. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be good. Dr. Reed's finally, finally, his microphone's working. Well, yeah. it, was, it was, we had a great time with it and I was so mad because technically it just didn't work out for us. So we couldn't air it. So, but we'll air it this week. So. That's all right. Take two. You can always yeah. do better the second time around. That's right. It's always better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the sequel. Sequels are rarely better, but this one's going to be. Sometimes yeah. Home Alone is a good example of a better sequel than original. Is it really? My opinion. I don't I remember. I know I opinion. saw it, but I just don't remember. Macaulay Culkin just like figured it out in the second one. Mm. He's just huh. like, yep, I'm in, my, I'm in my zone. I got you. He's prime in his, of uh, his career. Prime. He was in his prime. And he's been, prime. In his, he's been in that zone for the rest of his life so far, right? <laughs> he, he's doing well <laughs> no, with it. Hey. No, he, t- he went downhill. Uh, oh, I just assumed, you know. I thought you meant just like locked in on Home Alone <laughs> 2. Like probably. I mean, that's, the peak, of his, that's the peak of his career. Yeah. I'll just say You that. know, it's it's got to be terrible for that guy because you're like 35. How old is he now? Oh, probably like th- probably thirty five ish. Let's say you're thirty five ish and you're walking through the streets and people are like, Hey, do that thing where you put your hands on your cheeks and like you're screaming. <laughs> yeah. It's like will you please stop? <laughs> Kevin at some, at some point that's how, gotta be enough. How many people yell at him like his mom does? <laughs> Kevin Yeah. <laughs> I know, you just I don't know. That guy can never go in an airport again. I know. You wonder if it bothers him if he ever hears Joe Joe Pesci's voice. Oh man, that's ruined all of Scorsese's films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't watch any Scorsese's films. But film. he can't watch it. But but it's not because he's scared of him as a gangster. It's because no. he's scared of him as one of the robbers on Home Alone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Him and Daniel Stern. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, there you go. 
we always we solve some of the most incredible. We talk about and solve usually a lot of problems that the world has right here on New Hope Underground. So welcome. We're glad you're here. We do have a good show lined up for you today, like usual. We've got the culture comment going on. Uh, got some good insights coming your Good way. insights. And, of course, Dr. Reed is back oh, yeah. with uh, what we sh- should have aired last week. So, anyway, that's great. What's your news story? You got a news story for me? I always have a news story. You what guys you know that. What you got? This story is really phenomenal. And I can't just tell you. I'm going to have to show you, even though we're people, other people can't see it. We should make this a video podcast. We really should. But this is a... We need to keep it on YouTube. We really do. And we're, I'm going to work on that. Yeah, but, maybe we'll have to have YouTube come down and film it. <laughs> but I, I, I've got a, another. Uh, yeah, would they do that? <laughs> Sorry, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking office. there for a second. I was really. It's a reference to oh, the office. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, we can get those guys to come down here. <laughs> YouTube comes down and films it. They, they film the. Uh, they have some the guys. Charlie kid with the finger. Yeah, They'd probably do us. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I bit my finger. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Linda, listen. <laughs> so I was reading this on uh, CNN Travel actually, and uh, I, I just it just kind of popped up. Christchurch, New Zealand. Okay, you've heard of that city, right? There's only one Christchurch in New Zealand. Yeah, it's a name of a town. Christchurch, oh, New Zealand. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I thought it was a name of a church in New Zealand. <laughs> it might be, but it's also a name of a city. They're about 10 miles south of First Baptist. Sure, sure. Yeah. No joke, though. Christchurch, New Zealand has an official wizard. No kidding. I mean, that is on the payroll. Yeah, you, well, oh, you need one of not, those. Not as like a logo. They have like a town ah, yes. wizard. They have a town wizard and uh he actually is getting up in years so he actually has an apprentice right now mm. so the town has two wizards but the main wizard uh, uh hold on are these the wizards they flew into scotland to protect nessie that's what i don't know did they <laughs> i haven't heard that before i think these are the guys All right, but, sorry, you sorry. haven't heard about that <laughs> but he's uh he's They're earning blow nessie out of the water really Okay. This is the same. You think this is the same guy? I think it's the same guys. <laughs> well, he's become a fixture in the city, and uh, basically, he wears these wizard robes. Uh, he's a wizard. He's got a TripAdvisor rating of four out of five stars. He must be a good wizard. Hangs out around Christchurch uh, since 1998. He's been paid sixteen thousand New Zealand dollars, which is about ten thousand four hundred dollars annually, uh, to by the Christchurch City Council for. And quote unquote wizardry. Huh. That's what he gets paid Whoa. for. Well, I think I found he's my eighty. Job. He's eighty-seven years old, and now he's got a thirty-nine-year-old apprentice uh, who, te- and the apprentice teaches guitar and fronts a psychedelic funk band. <laughs> of course, he does. This seems he like probably has a wizard on his touring van. This seems like a Fly the Concords episode. But these two guys, it does, <laughs> it does. These two guys sit at a table outside a sunny inner city cafe, with a middle-aged cyclist calls out to them, "Hey, no casting spells, fellas!" And they yell back, "Can't promise anything." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I just I just I just found this fascinating. Oh, I'm glad you found. He's that. got a degree in sociology and psychology. Has worked as a community arts organizer. I mean, he's making ten grand a year. That's pretty good yeah. for those degrees. <laughs> well, that's just yeah. That's just a part time job, you know. When you're when you're a wizard, part time wizard. Yeah, it's all in the perks. Being a wizard about the perks. It's, it's just really... Does he's, he have a staff and a beard? Well, he says the wizard, his job doesn't mean casting spells or even impersonating Gandalf. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to do that. As he sees it, the role is to be kind of a provocateur, someone who brings a sense of fun to the world, but also criticizes the system. A showman who doesn't mind making a fool out of himself. That gets paid by the city. He said, every day the world gets more serious, so fun is the most powerful thing in the world right now. I kind of agree with that statement. I, I like this guy. Yeah, I dare you to try to do that here in the United States, or like tax-funded wizardry. Yeah, see how <laughs> well that goes. I think I, I, we could probably pull it off. He said, and here's the sad part, he said when he became a wizard, he said he lost all his friends and his wife left him. He says he oh turned her... 
He turned her throwing him out of the house into a ritual by inviting friends to come too. To me, it was fun, but not to her. She's still furious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he were, he moved to Christchurch and became a you know decided. And the next thing you know, he's working for the city. So there That's you go. I wonder if he has an office. I don't know. It's, I think he sits at this cafe. I, I think say, that's I his think, office. Oh, I think I nature see. is his office. Nature is his office, right? The woods. Like the one in The Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. Big volcano. He probably lives in a volcano. <laughs> it is New Zealand. <laughs> it probably does, yeah. <laughs> Mordor. Yeah. But he... It's... Uh, I don't know. It's just really interesting because he shows some pictures of him... Here, here's a wizard with his wife. He's got his wife there, but he... He really does look like a wizard. Guys. Yeah, yeah he does. He's got the, the whole cloak. Here, here's with his protege. Definitely. They both have Gandalf. big staffs like Gandalf and yeah. the pointed hats and uh, the whole works. And, uh, yeah. Huh. It's pretty It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I think we could use some, some a little bit of that here. This is probably my favorite quote, though, from the article. Okay. I want the wizard phenomenon to continue, and I will totally fulfill that role, he said. Like a band needs a guitar player, I'll be that guitar player. <laughs> so, you know. What is... That's deep. That's that, deep, man. It's real deep. Hey, he's, he, what he's saying is I'll take the bull by the horns. When, when a town needs a wizard, I'm there. Step in. I'm stepping in. I mean, you got to think how many people, okay, if Effingham decided that we needed a wizard for $10,000 a year, how many people would show up, do you think? I don't, to volunteer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably have to have some sort of wizard off. Ooh, a duel. A that duel. would be a reality show in the making. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. We should, yes. Maybe we should start that, a campaign for oh, that'd be nice. an Effingham wizard. wizard. Yeah, local wizard. <laughs> Protect our <laughs> he lake. Should, he should rank higher than the mayor. But not somebody who actually does Naturally. any sort of wizardry at all. We no, don't no, pay no. him for wizardry at all. We're, we really, we just want a funk guitar player to hang out in a cloak. Right, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. We Gotta call him we call him wizard like, like pinball wizard. If you know yeah. a guy, If you know a guy that has a great gray beard and looks good in a cloak <laughs> send him our way mm-hmm. we got yeah. some guys that want to put him in a position of power we're not interested in you some strings we're not interested in you doing magic we're interested in you being magic for our town oh, I like that. there's a good slogan there you go yeah I'm, what do you what kind of uh classified ad would you have out there for Wizard wanted. <laughs> oh man, I'd love to just see the hate the hate campaigns for the for the other wizards running for for wizard of the town. Can you imagine if our town actually offered somebody ten thousand dollars a year to do that? There'd be such a fight. Oh yeah. For why are you wasted our money? Oh and, yeah, that's I what know. I'm saying. Try doing that tax funded. Yeah, wizardry. people would be trying to stop me from getting my dream job. <laughs> It'd be a nightmare. I know, but think of how much fun. Well, let's say, let's say we can't fix our sidewalks, but we can hire a wizard. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe we don't need a wizard. Maybe, maybe we need something else. Like yeah. that's been done. You know, can we come yeah. up with something else so city could hire just for fun? I mean, have you ever seen like the, all the Japanese mascots? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. like, in Japan, it's really common for each town to like have a mascot. Oh yeah, okay. Like, on, like they hang out. They go. Is that to all why the they have mascots for some of the Olympics? Sometimes Absolutely. is that like the town mascot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mascot? Lots of times it's like the city, the town, or the sport. Like the, they get really specific with the use. Kind of like the mascots. whale mascot we talked about a while back on Doctor Reed with yeah. the exploding whale park. Totally, but maybe that's the type of person we need to employ. Maybe we, need a, we need a heart. I, I think we should we need just a dancing drop the heart, heart thing because it's weird. That's me. But Flaming heart. Yeah. It's, yeah it's hard we need to, to we way. need to bring up a whole other whoever made that up just I'm sorry. I'm this is a small town, so I'm sure I'm, I'm I don't know. I just well, we're I don't not, like that there's no imagination in we're the not, flaming hearts. We're not from this town originally. That's true. So we don't have the, the emotional connection. So yeah. we're coming at it as almost an outsider. Right. You move into town, you see Effingham flaming hearts, you're like what? What does uh, that mean? Hearts. I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? I've on never, fire. That's cool for sports. The weird thing. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, I've never have anyone who who lives here even give me a good explanation as to where no, that came from. Yeah. Nobody knows. If, if you guys yeah. know, let, please send us a DM or something. See, the only thing I can think of is if you've seen a lot of Catholic paintings. Mm-hmm. You'll see a flaming heart. It has yeah. a symbolic that, meaning. That makes sense. And we're in a very Catholic but area, so I just school. assumed. 
I know, but, but the Catholic school is called Bulldogs, so figure that one yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> they should yeah, be the flaming. It should be St. Anthony we flaming need to do hearts. A little, a little swip swap there. Maybe we need a bulldog. Well, what's should we go with Heart, that? What's Sacred Hearts mascot? Like clovers or something? They're called Sacred Heart, and they aren't the flaming hearts. Now that's that's <laughs> what's funny. They're like the shamrocks. Shamrocks. Yeah. Shamrocks. Little Irish thing going on there. Yeah, that makes more sense than. And I, I, I think the, <laughs> I want to say the middle school here is uh, a different name too. They're yeah. not the hearts. They're like the Mustangs or yeah. Well, that sounds Broncos awesome. or something like that. That's a junior high. Yeah. Yeah. Wildlife Mustangs. names are the best ones. Wildcats. What are they? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be called Effingham's on the carpet for this. Mustangs. Yeah, the Mustangs. The I, think I had a right yeah. to begin Mustangs. with. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Why don't we just call the? We the need a horse. A horse mascot. Oh, like a, one of those rubber horse head mask guys. Yeah. You know, like the ones you get on Amazon. We'll just get a guy with one of those. And it makes sense. COVID. Yeah. Kind of keep, <laughs> got to wear a mask, right? Yeah. As <laughs> well as wear a horse head mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to wear one. For, for wear a our Neoga listeners, that's where, that's where I graduated from. So we, we always got in trouble for our Indian's name or whatever, which is fine. Whatever. If you feel that way, whatever. But the elementary school... Their name was hilarious. What was it? Papooses. Oh, the papooses. Yeah. Is there a plural for that, or is it just papooses? I don't know. Papooses? Papoosai? I said papooses. Doesn't that mean grapefruit in French or something? No, that's pomplamoose. Oh, okay. I'm close. So it was like, yeah, some of these, I don't know, some of these mascots really interesting. Yeah, I don't know where they get them. And I'm trying to figure out exactly what a papoose, like what threat is that in, you know, like in sports, you kind of want to be a little intimidating i think they were just like mirroring the like the aging of the indian right i don't know right so it's a small small indian, indian but it's well the not, junior high were warriors yeah probably should name them braves probably yeah i don't know i don't know really interesting I, I feel like we should just probably move away from those names anyways but yeah we should we just need our own mascot make up our own mascots but mm-hmm. yeah i think it'd be really really cool instead of having uh, you know if christchurch new zealand could have a wizard mm-hmm. And Effingham could have something, I don't know, maybe like a, a unicorn, like a magical horse. Yeah. Oh, that'd I, be cool. I like that. A unicorn or a narwhal. Oof. Or I don't that, know. Yeah, or Sasquatch even. Sasquatch. Effingham Sasquatches. Yeah, and no, like we're going to talk about that in a little bit with Dr. Reed. That's why I mentioned it, a little foreshadowing. It's good writing. I know. Ooh, it's interesting that's, how, that's good writing. <laughs> but it's interesting how much history there is around here, you said. Yeah. That's, around yeah, our geographical area. Yeah. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe that should be our mascot. Yeah, it makes sense. It should be. You know, makes sense to our home, where we're from. I think it'd be hilarious to have a kind of a Sasquatch mascot for Effingham, and he could go around handing out beef jerky to people, just, you know, randomly. Uh Tourists hang hang out at the visitor center. Jerky's expensive, so, I mean, any time you can get free jerky, that's cool. Out into the community. (laughs) Jerky is expensive. Protein-packed. Yeah, and sodium. As long as you stay hydrated, you're good to go. <laughs> hey, that's that's Dr. perfect. Reed. Tips of Doctor Reed, right there. Who who needs a wizard when you can have a Sasquatch hitting out jerky? <laughs> yeah, fooey on Christchurch. What do you guys know? Yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, I know that sounds like it's up your alley, but it's not up our alley. Yeah. Do you guys even have Sasquatches over there? No, but I'm sure they don't. I, yeah, I don't know. They've they have got, they have they the have Lord kiwi. of the Rings. They have yeah. kiwi and they have Lord of the Rings. That's about it. And sheep, sheep, lots of sheep rocks. over there. They have rocks, yeah. rocks. Ooh, big rocks. Sheep, some, some small Ooh. ones too. Great white sharks and a great rugby team. Yeah, amazing and the blacks. Yeah, yeah. The all blacks. All blacks. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if the uh, what do you call it? Her. The all blacks have a mascot. It's a wizard. Oh, it should be cool. Yeah, yeah. I bet he hangs out at the games. Mm-hmm. How wait? How big is New Zealand? Is it really like it's? Small, I feel like right? it's the size of Mattoon. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I know it's interesting. You know, we have a, a a couple here at church from New Zealand. We'll have to get them on the air sometime. Yeah, Great. ask them some questions. Uh, in fact, I was gonna when I saw him today. I, I meant to say, hey, do you know anything about this wizard? Maybe they know maybe. the maybe they know the wizard. Yeah, maybe they know him personally. They might. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure where they're from. If they're from from Christchurch or not. But even if they, even if they're not, the guys, you know, surely I'm sure the guys are kind of famous. Probably probably run some ads on the TV, local networks, and stuff. Well, there you go. You know, we have pretty much brought this discussion to where it needs to be, which is 
someone needs to take up this fight and get us a mascot for the city of Effingham. Mm-hmm. Something that kind of relates to the area, but kind of doesn't. Yeah. So, Sasquatch should be my vote. Yeah. Someone needs to step up and open up a job opportunity for me. <laughs> I think I think Sasquatch is going to Yeah, I think that's a solid one. Yeah, that's a good... It's a solid one, and you're, you're willing to take it on. I'll take it on. Full force. I'll hand out all the jerky you need me to hand out. And now, Culture Comment with Drew Hansen. Hello, and welcome to Culture Comment, where we talk about culture, and I, and Reed, and my dad, comment on it. That's what we do. It's what I'm here for. It's what I'm here for. So so we've talked... Talked... Actually, it better be what we're here for. It's a podcast. If we're not commenting, it's going to be a lot of crickets. It's like our only job is to comment on, on stuff. Yeah, could you imagine? Oh, we forgot to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Slipped my mind. The microphones, I got distracted. I got distracted. Yeah. Well, well, last week we talked about minimalism and this yeah. lifestyle choice that people take. And, you know, stuff cool. we don't really need. Stuff we don't need. And, you know, even though we're some, some of those things I thought I pretty, you know, pretty much need, like my microwave. I don't, yeah. I still don't think you need it. I know you don't. As bad as you but, think you uh, do. Yeah, I, I threw my microwave and stove and most of my utensils out this, Good. this week after this talk. Yeah, and also I'm down to just one pair of pants. Good. So, what else do you need? Uh, nothing. Nothing. There you I'm go. Complete now. All you need with <laughs> minimalism, all you need is a pair of pants. I, yeah, a pair of pants. I cu- I cut out my socks and underwear. Yep, you don't need. And it. then when COVID hit and you're working from home, you don't even need your pants. You don't even need your pants. You don't <laughs> when you're quarantining. Incredible world we live in. Well, this just got me thinking about, um, well, minimalism created like this subculture, right? Where there's a whole group of people that identify with being this minimalist. Oh, yeah. They live their whole, like, even down to their aesthetic is... Tiny houses. Tiny homes, uh, basic tees, minimalist shoes, you know, uh, fixed bikes, you know, fixed gear bicycles and, you know, there's like a whole s- subculture of these people. Right, there's, it's like they have their own special material things that they have f- oh, yeah. to fight against materialism. Yeah, it's interesting how that works. Yeah. There's, there's like an approved list yeah. of material things. Well, it just becomes a stylized aesthetic yes. that, that you identify to. Um, and, and I it just got me thinking about how, you know, 20, 20 years ago, those subcultures were pretty clear cut in, yeah. t- in terms of what kind of aesthetics you had out there, what kind of subcultures you had. Right. So f- f- I definitely... F- a minimalist was not even on the horizon. No, 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 no. The, that didn't even make sense. Like, that's a philosophy. That's not... Yeah, because like, I'm, I'm thinking back more like... Well, if you go back to like the 80s, years ago, 30 or 40 years ago, if you go back to the 80s, like yeah. it's even more clear. Oh, yeah. As opposed to when I was in high school, which is the 2000s. We have very few subcultures. Yeah. yeah so like yeah. what in your in the 80s, it was like jocks, nerds, metalheads, yuppies. Yeah, yuppies or preppies. Preppies. The socias. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they said Pre- in the outside. And, <laughs> and you had the. Uh, Kind of the uh, brain brain nerd people. I guess you said nerds. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, band we were, band uh, kids. Locker dwellers. Yeah, band kids. That was about it. Yeah. No, I don't remember a whole lot more. Yeah. But now that's just like within that, those are just like umbrella terms for, for now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. W- within that, there's subcultures within subcultures within subcultures. And I've heard some recent ones this week that I thought were like... I didn't know. I've seen these kinds of people before, this kind of aesthetic, but I didn't know what the the term was for them. So I figured I would share them with you and let you know. So we got some, I mean, some subcultures that are in 2020 now. Yeah, because we have so modern, many of them that are modern. It's kind of like going from the rabbit ears on TV to all the cable channels to and Netflix. the yeah. satellite channels to and Netflix. anything you want. 
so we've we just Instantum. we've expanded subcultures in that oh, regard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So punk is not enough to describe someone anymore. No. Jock is not enough to describe someone anymore. Okay. Uh, so I've I've learned a few of them. Uh, first of all is the famous, probably the most famous one, Visco Girl. Okay. You, you've heard this one? Yes. Yeah. Actually, how, how uh, season one, I think it was, Tower Yokim gave me a uh, a quiz to see if I was a Visco oh, Girl. Oh, that's right. Or not. Mm. I think I was, yes. You are indeed a Visco Girl. I'm sure. I had no idea what it meant, but I became one. It's just like that aesthetic wow. that's really popular, girls with the scrunchies and stuff. Visco Girl is my is my dad's aesthetic. I d- see. That's kind of d- frightening. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, w- I was wondering why you're getting really into hydro flasks, but yeah. <laughs> see, I didn't even know what it was or what it was. Talking- I think he said I had like an eighty percent chance of being one or something. <laughs> that's still pretty high. Uh, so that that was one I heard. The other one was like retrograde or something like that. Maybe retro core. I think it's retrograde. Okay. What's that? This is, I guess, this is the one that I identified with, according to a few quizzes that I took, <laughs> that you know are always spot on. Oh, obviously. Um, it's the idea that you're, you have some, I guess, like big influences from the past. You know. Okay. That probably makes sense, but like you're still modern day thinker, but like you just adopt some influences of the past. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically the goodwill people, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, this one is interesting because I have a few friends this way. Normcore. Normcore. Have you heard that one? No, I haven't. Is that people who want to be Norm from Cheers? Oh, man, I love Cheers. It's a good show. <laughs> Hence retrograde. Norm! <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. There you go. That proves the point. So what's Normcore? Uh, Normcore is where you try really hard to be normal. Okay. Fresh white New Balance, maybe a little bit of grass stain on them. Yeah, it kind of looks no like fitted pants. Steve Jobs esque. Yeah, yeah. Well, Steve Jobs minus the turtleneck. Like yeah, uh, you can't have a turtleneck. That's Je- Jeff Bezos pre money. Look it up when he's got the spray painted Amazon banner behind him. It's a famous picture. That's yeah. normcore, right? Yeah. Okay, that's normcore. It's basically trying to make a statement that no one's better. There's no, cl- you know, it's like a class. I'm seen in the middle on purpose because no one can better than me or worse. No than one's me. better. No it's, one's it's worse. Kind of, yeah, We're all normal. It's really. kind of like a like a American monk of sorts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like shave your head, you know. So what else is out there? You got Normcore, you got uh, Retrograde. Yeah. Uh, Yuchi. I haven't even heard of these. I, these are just ones I found. Okay. They're, they're, I know these styles and these things, but mm-hmm. I'm finally putting words to them. Yuchi, which is young creative and young creative individual, I think. Kinda like, kinda it's kind of like the modern day yuppie. Yeah, kind of yuppie meets, probably mobile, meets but hipster. But they don't really care about being upwardly mobile. They care about they care about appearing activity. upwardly mobile. Yeah, so I it's like you. like aging hipsters trying their best to go in the direction of a yuppie. It's yeah, like, a, but is, they can't. Is it like a yipster? A hip, hipster? <laughs> is it like a yipster? <laughs> That's probably a good word. Is it like for a it. hipster that actually has a job? Is that what that means? Mm, like, is a, it actually I, IT director? Or, I'm not or, necessarily. I think it would be more like. Someone who's ambitious for a large job is like a creative director, but yet maybe just kind of, um, yeah, you know, works part time in a, a coffee hipster, shop. Hipster yeah. with a good job. Yeah, well, no, a, no, no, a good, no. Good that con- wants to have a good wants job. Wants to have. Oh, a wants good to have job. a good you know, job. That's kind of yearning for that yuppie. Okay, okay, that's what separates him. He wants to appear intellectual and sophisticated when in it. Okay, in this, he's you know like a direct like a. They're probably always working on their movie script or something like that. <laughs> always on the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. So yeah. you yeah. never know, someday it might. They got yeah, a fancy exactly. coat. Got a you YouTube, fancy coat. YouTube channel. Yeah, YouTube channel. Yeah. Fancy What's guy a, wears, wears suit pants casually. Right. I got you. I'm with you now. Yeah. It's what's scary is I've actually can feel some of these. Right. So, I know. Even though there's so many of them. Yeah. You said something about granola to me. Yeah. So what this is, is my favorite one. This is the one that I feel like is the most popular by far. At least there's been this huge trend that I've seen, especially because it, it, it captures so many different subcultures that have like come together to create this new one. Okay. Gran- granola. Okay. Which is kind of this new way of thinking about 
like this outdoorsy lifestyle, but in a modern way, in a way that doesn't, you know, those, you know, those people that are ready to hike at a moment's notice. Right. Kind of like Reed. Yep. Yep. I mean, we talked about this before we I'm ready to shot. go right now. Yeah. Like, I can bust out 15 miles. Like, like you're, you're a very cool granola guy. Like you got the chakas. Like that's just, but I've seen a lot of different style of people like gravitate towards like this outdoor, which probably promotes healthy lifestyle choices yeah, yeah. outside. It's cool. It's, uh, yeah. it's a good choice. Would a granola person be like a modern day uh, REI poster person? Yeah. I, yeah. Mixed with a little bit more like free spirit. Yeah. REI meets like, um, like hitchhiker combined with. Just taking pictures is kind of what I feel like it's, sets aside the granola. It seems like you, know, you like, see a lot of those people on car commercials now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Subaru. Exactly. Subaru. Yeah, market. The, Subaru. The Subaru or the like SUV commercials yeah. that want yeah. that they're parking on a mountain. They're getting Ke- out and doing. If you stuff. know Kev, if you're a local guy, you know Kevin Hyatt. He's a perfect granola. Perfect. <laughs> he's a, he's, he's a crunchy granola. He's a crunchy granola. <laughs> crunchy. I gotcha. So there's all of these kinds of. So these different stuff. Now, here's what I find really interesting, and you guys may be a little too young to for this, but um, back in my day, like you said, in the '80s, okay, we didn't have all those subcultures. But what I found interesting, I was a youth pastor, you know, for quite a few years, so I was always kind of watching culture and how it affects mm-hmm. kids and stuff like that. And what I found interesting through the years has been that it used to be, at least, it seemed to be in the '70s, okay, that the uh, Cultures, subcultures that we did have, um, even though they may be a little bit more simplistic, they dictated things in culture like music, for instance. Right. In other words, this particular kind of music would stem out of that subculture. It's it was reflective of the. Well, subculture. punk is a perfect example of that. Yeah, punks like that. Rebellious. I mean, there's lots of different uh, disco. Even I mean, you could. It came out of a particular urban culture. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying there's diff- there's different things, and I'm not saying that that still doesn't happen to some degree. But I have seen. I saw a shift. Uh, I think probably in the late '80s, early '90s, with, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but it, I think it started with Disney and Nickelodeon. And kids' shows and kids' mm-hmm. things, because I don't know. Back in the day when Hannah Montana was around, even before her, though, right. even uh, the they would create their stars intentionally. Yeah, they're like like you could see the way they would advertise, made the in a lab. Yeah, the way that they would sing commercials, the way they sold stuff around their before stars. Before that, there was like NSYNC and yeah. Benny Spears. Where would Miley Cyrus be if it wasn't for for Disney or whoever? <laughs> yeah. Or Billy Ray. Yeah. Billy Ray. So my, my my point being though the is this MVP. is that they created a whole subculture, not just a star. Right. Because you wanted to buy the clothes they were wearing, you wanted to talk like them, you wanted to listen to the music they mm-hmm. listened to. And so now I I tend to believe that it's the opposite of what it used to be. It used to be the music is reflective of the subculture, and now the subcultures dictate the music. For sure, I can see that it's not reflective. Okay, yeah, they they have a plan yeah. in order to make new music that's going to go along with their vibe or go along with their mm-hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, their vibe, but also their uh, aesthetic. Aesthetic. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I I think that's becoming even more common. Um. Like as we go further into the future, just because of the access that we have now. I mean, every human has essentially their own public access channel that reaches everyone (laughs) in the world. So it's like, you know, why buy into Hannah Montana's marketing when I can just do that style of marketing myself? And then then it kind of like feeds its own... Nation. Which splits subcultures even into thousands and more. Yeah, and individuals. I I feel like we're in an age where we're starting to lose that and we're starting to kind of just become like more well like i mean like literally your phone or like whatever shows you like technology or like just kind of feeds into whatever you're looking at like with algorithms and stuff right so i feel like you're just kind of like and what's interesting though is i think you still see 
even though it has switched, like you said, over the years, there's still a, a continuation of some of the some, like there's similarities still, like the uh, like the punk scene or the goth scene or whatever. Like the, it was a reaction to something. I still you have all these concocted subcultures. And I still think even within that, there's some that are like reacting against it. So you have just double the amount. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. necessarily the absence of right. reflection of culture. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's more about, it just seems like it's been more created. They yeah, tend to definitely. dictate. I think there's, I think a lot of music cultures. Corporations. Here's the other thing. It's interesting. I noticed this with kids too over the years. It used to be they would hang out according to what you did, whether you were a jock, whether you're a band kid, whether you, you know, like we talked about Not that. Not so much anymore. But what's interesting is if you listen to the same yeah. style of music, that all, that almost is what befriends you. So it's th- that subculture that has been created by music and all that together has actually worked yeah. in that and regard. It's kind of like a new sports in a lot of ways for for, like for me, I don't. I can't talk sports, but when I finally click with someone on like one band, then we can just talk about that band like all day, you know. And I think it's I think it's starting to become now in 2020. Social media is becoming that way too. The, yeah. I, what I mean by that is uh, the way we use social media actually puts us into subgroups. So if you and I are really into Instagram, kind of thing, yeah, it's almost as if we connect with each other on that. Yeah, and it's because, just just like we would a sports team yeah. or like we would a like a, a band or something. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with like just being able to market yourself. You know, just you know, now everyone can openly market themselves on Instagram and, and Facebook, and it just kind of. I was talking. I was talking. To, this is kind of hopefully not too off topic. I was talking to my wife today. It's like, you know, there's some people that literally brand themselves. Like this, yeah. they they themselves yeah. are a brand. They yeah. themselves are a lifestyle they brand. They want to be a brand. Yeah, and they take that into consideration in everything that they post and do and wear and say and listen to and eat and. Gary V. Yeah, Gary well, they talk v. about that now all the time with sports personalities. Mm-hmm. It's not just good enough to be a basketball player. You have to have a whole brand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's, that's, that's how it sells, though. But that makes that makes more sense to me than an average person in town. You know what I mean? Like, like it makes sense that a basketball player does that because they're selling jerseys. They they make they get paid yeah. to do that. But it, but I mean, it goes beyond that, though. It's not just about what they sell. When I'm when I say brand, I mean the way they want people to think about. Yeah, them. yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not just whether I. It sell just makes something. more sense when a famous person does it than when it. Right. Like, the dude down in the fact, hall. In fact, this does conversation's it. very. Apropos now, because most of the discussion I'm hearing from all these famous people is they care more about how you how you perceive them, how they stand, whether it's politics or whether it's you know uh, injustice issues or whether whatever it is, they're more concerned about the way you view them, how they stand on that, than they do about whether or not they sell a jersey. Yeah, which is which is branding. No, yeah. it is branding. It, to thing. me, it just makes more sense when a famous person does it. Like it may, that that yeah. to me yeah. makes because of but the common age Joe's doing it. Honestly, common Joe's are doing it. To me, it makes a lot less. Yeah, sense like someone who has two hundred followers. I like, think it makes less sense when a famous person does it because regular people have like a nine to five job. So if you have the opportunity to escape that just by doing something silly and branding yourself and maybe getting a few people to buy into it and then make your life a little yeah. better. That makes more sense than, like, famous people. It should be like, bring- well, you guys know who I am. For sure. I'm going to do my own thing. I'll see yeah, you guys later. I, I by no means want to bring those people down. I just yeah. find it interesting because bef- it's just a thing that has never existed before. You know, it's, it's really Personalized branding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. You know, I wonder what's happening for the future. I guess one thing that could happen, I don't know, I'll just throw this out there, see what you guys think, but it seems like we're missing a lot of key leaders anymore in our society, mm-hmm. historically. Yeah. Like, for instance, no one respects leaders that we have, and for probably lots of good reasons. Yeah. But the, here's the thing what I'm trying to say is, like, back in the day, uh, even in the 80s and before that, you had 70s and 60s, you had a lot of turmoil, a lot of problems. But you had some key people that tended to be voices for the subcultures in America. Now our key voices are maybe a couple media people that are out there. And even then, not everybody listens to them. It's just oversaturated. There's a bunch of people trying to be a voice that aren't qualified. 
Yeah. Right. So that nothing, that's what nothing I mean peeks by, over the noise. That's what I mean by all the famous people kind of branding themselves because they're trying to make – everyone's trying to make yourself the leader, I guess, mm-hmm. as it were, to try to impact culture. And it's becoming uh, very uh, – uh, it's like a cacophony mm-hmm. is what it is. Lots of lots of noise. Yes, yeah. definitely. But yeah, that's so that's culture comment. Wow, that was really serious, but no, I like good it. Stuff. Got into it. I, th- I like. It. I think when you start thinking about the idea of all these subcultures and what how people identify, it just gets interesting. Like how far you can take it, and what is it? What is culture going to look like twenty years from now? Fascinating to me. I don't know. I just wish we could get more people on board with some sort of Jesus culture. I'm sounding very 70-ish, but uh, Jesus instead, of, instead of all these other th- things, it was seemed to be so important. Well, that's just how culture is, unfortunately. We like to concentrate on ourselves. Culture is as culture does. The wonderful world of zoology, anthropology, botany, entomology, herpetology. And now, the amazing mind of Dr. Reed. Hey, it's time for Dr. Reed. Dr. Reed is in the house. I am here, and I may have uh, spoiled the reveal of this a little bit, but we're going to talk about Sasquatches. Yes. Sasquatch Eye. You know, there is no spoiling that topic, let me tell you. Nah, it's, tr- it's true. It's a good co- topic. It's a juicy one. Um... And something I've really been getting into recently, actually. And I, and I, you were kind of telling me, and I'm just blown away by this, that it's also somewhat local. Yeah. Okay. So let me just start from the beginning a little Please bit. Please do. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, I decided, hey, I want to look into Bigfoot. So I found this website. Now, I just wanted to look into the sightings because I just want to hear people's firsthand reports. Um, I wasn't too interested in where they were happening, just about them. So I logged on to this website called BFRO.com, and that's the Bigfoot uh, Field Research Organization's website. Of course. So these are the gatekeepers of legitimate Bigfoot sightings. Okay. Okay, so they call in... If there is such a thing, they are the gatekeepers. Exactly. So So, uh, um, this website just kind of shows you, like, based on region, where these Bigfoot sightings take place... Um, who put them there? These are not anonymous claims. Most of them are like people will put their name out there, which is interesting. Um, oh, they actually own up to it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it, it is hard to find ones where they actually own up to it. But then the BFRO will actually call in to these people, get their number, contact information, check on them, and then confirm sightings. And wow. Things. Yeah, and then they have a classification system. It's all interesting, but... I was blown away when I saw the amount of sightings within Illinois. Really? Totally blown away. Not just Illinois, but central Illinois specifically. Wow. Yeah. So there's... I never just... I never realized we were kind of a hot spot. Yeah. For Sasquatch activity. Yeah. What's interesting is um, there's some in places where you might expect, like... um, up north, like uh, up northwest, up on kind of like the Iowa border. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's a lot of um, sightings in that area regularly. And then also down south in our state park, or our, sorry, national park, um, Shawnee area. But it seems like the majority of sightings happen from Decatur down to Mount Vernon. So like um, in between... Like just a couple hours above Effingham and then a couple so hours So close below. to where we're located, basically. Right. We're right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of the great, action. Great. And I never see anything I, about I don't, this. I'm pretty excited. To, I mean, that we may, just living where we're at, yeah. we may have a chance. Yep. Yep. So in my hunt, I found two anonymous sightings in Effingham, right here in town. Um, you know, take them with a grain of salt because they're completely anonymous. Wait, wait a minute. You're right here in town. Yeah, in Effingham. You mean they saw Bigfoot in town? In yeah. Town. So, so somebody in town in a suburb here. What do you mean? Like he was hanging out at no, like in a grill in, or something? It, yeah, or? in his backyard next to Walmart, and he he cooking, let his, cooking out. Yeah, he let his dog out <laughs> and supposedly saw Bigfoot in the backyard. 
But oh, I'm talking about Bigfoot actually being grilling in the backyard. I mean, no, what's I'm, so this this there's a guy that's in town mm-hmm. and he sees Bigfoot in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and this is in 2017. This okay. is at nighttime. He went to let his dog out, but there weren't. He said he couldn't get a good look at it or whatever. And then there was another one written in 2014 that went all the way back to like 91. Some guy just kind of rambling about how he's seen Bigfoot a bunch, but <laughs> some guy just kind of rambling. Yeah, but as far as local sites, now I I started trying to like hone in and figure out since it's such a hot spot. Clearly, right in Effingham isn't isn't the place because there's not a lot of space. But Shelby County, our neighboring county, yeah, and also where my house is at, I I live in that county. Um, has a lot of sightings and that makes sense because it's a more thickly wooded area with less wow. people. Yeah. A lot of woods. Yeah. So, and, and I found one sighting that happened in a, an unnamed popular state park, um, probably Wolf Creek, just throwing that out there. Oh, okay. Okay. So if anyone really wants to hunt, you know, that's the place to go. Wolf Creek state park. I've been Chicago. out there. I haven't seen any big I've been but... out there too, but in 2017, a deer hunter in Shelbyville, um, saw an eight-foot gray Bigfoot twice in one weekend with his kid um, while, yeah, just while out and about hunting. Did his kid see it? His kid never saw it because he never he didn't want to scare his kid. Um, but he saw it twice, One and the closest he got was, was it 70 yards? So about 70 yards. So quite some distance still, but he was 15 feet up in a deer stand. Um, the creature was supposed to be, he said he was, this man was six foot three and he said it was easily taller than him around eight foot and fully gray fur, just completely coated. Why didn't, why didn't he bag it? That's, that was my thought. Exactly. I'm like, you're (laughs) sitting there on a hunting trip, but he didn't have the deer stand. He didn't have the Sasquatch tag. Oh, you got any, you have to have a license probably. Yeah. yeah, You gotta look out, you know, you gotta have have the tag. Yeah. If you're going to mount it, you know, and. I got you. Thing. Yeah, you, you get in big trouble. You yeah, know. you can't just poach but, a Sasquatch. Yeah. But... Uh, or if it's some guy in just like some sort of uh, furry parka. Yeah, right? You know, on stilts. <laughs> I mean, be you'd be in real trouble. So yeah, you, can't, exactly. you can't just be shooting stuff I think that nilly. guy would be in trouble for being in a park on stilts in the middle of hunting season, <laughs> but, you know, maybe not. Yeah, I think you'd want to wear orange, not gray anyway, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Shelbyville... Um, that was one of three other, three other sightings I found there in that area, um, really close by. But the other one, a second one that really got to me happened right next to my house on route 32. No way. Right next to my house. So I guess there was a couple driving back from a St. Louis baseball game. And this has happened in 1998, which is quite a while ago. Okay. But, um, route 32, um, just past or just before the Stewardson Sitco gas station. I kid you not. Um, the couple saw an eight foot, eight to nine foot all gray creature run across the road and into the cornfield, duck down and then in further into the woods. I thought that was very interesting wow. that it was gray. Just like this other guy. Just like it wasn't the other that far guy. far away. No, this is, I mean, this is just a few miles, right? I mean. So it could be one Sasquatch, tall gray Sasquatch, yeah. or it could be a family of gray Sasquatches. Exactly. There's some time difference there. So I wonder if there's maybe like a particular type of Illinois Sasquatch. You know, oh, I got you. A regional original Sasquatch. Sasquatch. That's gray. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought it was interesting how the Sasquatch claims changed here around Shelbyville and Effingham, whereas up north, the Sasquatches are supposed to be similar in human height, brown fur, and red eyes. Interesting. So there's a bit of a difference, but I just thought it was really interesting. (laughs) And I want to, I want to see if I can get in on this more. Yeah. I mean, can you just like, I don't know, camp out around these areas for That's like, days I, on end. I want to start interviewing people because there's got, if, if there's a few postings online, it makes me wonder how many didn't make it online. Right. So I just right. want to, I'm sure we, you know, we have some Shelbyville people in the church for sure. I know we do. Can't you put it up like in some sort of social media? Like, have you seen, have you seen Bigfoot? And can I talk to you? Cause yeah, I yeah. That's well. If anyone's listening right now and has seen Bigfoot in <laughs> Illinois, I want to talk to you for hey, sure. Just DM us at uh, New Hope Underground uh, at Instagram, or we're on Facebook as well. Exactly. 
And Dr. Reed, just say, just put attention, Dr. Reed, mm-hmm. Bigfoot or Sasquatch, whatever you want. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, attach a piece of jerky. Ideally, yes. Uh, preferably grass fed. It's my favorite. <laughs> the texture is nice. So, what are you what are you hoping to gain? Do you think in the end from your research here? Well, I'm hoping to be the the guy that discovers Bigfoot in Illinois. Ideally, you're going to blow it blow it out of the blow water. Blow the case I mean, wide open. Blow I'm the like case the, wide open. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like the Geraldo Rivera of <laughs> Effingham Sasquatches. Well, I hope you have better luck than Al Capone's vault. Oh yeah, me, me too. Had, but yeah, that wasn't his fault. If you have no idea what we're talking about, go check that out. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it's uh, maybe you'll be the guy. I hope so. I tell you what, it's we need kind of a granola, crunchy granola kind of guy like you to. I can do that. To blow the lid off this thing, I can do that. I can get in there. I can hike around, find the Sasquatch, um, maybe even start a subculture around it. They just revealed their crest. Yeah, like their, their logo. Toothpaste. Oh, yeah, the logo. Yeah, St. Louis. We're F- talking about... St. Louis SC. St. Louis City SC. We're talking about soccer. soccer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, we need... I need to get... I need a, I need a, like an American soccer team to root for. I don't really have one. This is it. So. STL. Mm-hmm. What, do they have, have a nickname? I think it's just St. Louis City Soccer Club. Oh, that's just all it is. Yeah, I'm not sure anything else. Oh, okay. They're just Battlehawks 2.0. Their their colors colors are red and white and black, I believe. That's Battlehawks colors. It's like AC Milan, so... Wow. Where are they going to play at? In the Dome? I think so. I'm not positive. Yeah, I'm Battlehawks Stadium, baby. Battle, what are Battlehawks? What are you I'm talking about? I'm stuck on the XFL. I'm just sad oh, I didn't okay. get to see a Battlehawks game. <laughs> you didn't watch it on TV? No. No, uh, I just mean up close. They're like 30,000 fans in some of those games. People dressing like birds and stuff. I know. I was it's told incredible. the XFL was just like a league for prisoners. And I don't know if that's true or that, not. No, that was the first XFL in 2001 when it was way better. It's definitely worth watching. Go watch okay. the 2001 championship. I yeah. did that instead of the Super Bowl this uh, they, last year. Do they still like have a throw? Do they still throw it down the field instead of punting it? Yeah, they used to throw it, and then it, there were it was supposed to be like WWE wrestling. Yeah, see, football. I'm see, so I like, like that. body slam. Yeah, I like that. Was, I don't, I don't that's know. That's why it didn't last long. I know it had a lot of weird rules, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was all about. But we'll see. Dwayne yeah. the Rock Johnson's back. Maybe he'll yeah. maybe he'll do a. a at one of the battle hog games, he might go over and watch, you know, watch cool. one of the soccer games and show up there. That'd be, you never know. There's a lot of MLS teams that are getting like, um, like big bought, time sponsors bought in by like uh, famous celebrities. Like Will Ferrell's a part owner of LAFC and stuff like that. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Tell you what. And you this know what else is awesome? It's the world's game. You, you it's think the world's we'll game. Fa- or you think we could get someone like that to sponsor our uh, wizarding efforts? <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> or, or our we unicorn, the or our mascoting unicorn mascot. We could get, Sasquatch. We could get the Rock Sasquatch it, mascot. Or, or Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, we could probably get the the Rock to pass out jerky for a while. <laughs> we can probably get some Effingham uh, personalities, famous people like Christian Sager. Christian Sager. Christian Sager. Um, <laughs> Uh, the radio guy, Greg. Yeah, yeah, Greg. Greg Sapp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played disc golf with uh, Greg Sapp a couple times. He's pretty good. Nice guy. He's got a good throw. Well, you know who else is a nice guy? Jesus. Yes, he is. Jesus talk. What a great segue, Drew. Hey, you know, I'm I'm like a master of segues. It is time for Jesus talk. We've been talking about soccer and Sasquatches and. Craig Sapp. Now it's time for <laughs> poor Greg. He's like, well, how we're do I tr- get? We're trying to do I'm your sure job. I'm sure he's listening. Your yeah. job is a lot harder than I thought. That's right. <laughs> very, very, very much so. No, it's time for Jesus talk, where we talk a little bit about about Jesus. And uh, lately, I've been talking a little bit about Matthew chapter 25 and a couple excerpts out of Jesus talking about the poor. And uh, his heart for the poor. I'm actually going to come out of a passage in James today, James two, which is not Jesus necessarily saying these things, but uh, James 
who's actually the brother of Jesus, who wrote this book. He was an elder at the Church of Jerusalem uh, when the church first got started. And it's an interesting book because you can tell he really sides with the poor. He doesn't have a really good outlook on people who are rich, at least the people that were around him because they were, according to him, manipulative, uh, dragging people to court, oppressing people, doing everything they can to get their money. And so he was very upset about that, and and it comes out in his letter. So in James 2, though, he talks about how in the church itself that we are never, ever, ever to play favorites uh, with people just because they have money or they don't have money. And he just, I, I, I didn't want to like just read through the whole thing uh, for the sake of this podcast. I just kind of wanted to paraphrase a couple of things that he says and kind of comment on them really quickly. One thing he says is the fact that uh, he actually says that uh, uh, why would you want to favor someone who is oppressive or favor someone who is treating other people badly because of the fact that they have less money? Instead, uh, now, he wasn't suggesting that if they were to attend a church service or whatever, that we just ignore them or don't care. Mm-hmm. What he was actually referring to is that there were some people in the church who were didn't have a lot of money. But when, a, when somebody who did have a lot of money would walk into the church service, they would get treated like royalty. And the reason mm-hmm. is, is because they were favored. They were basically favoriting, favoriting, I can't say that word. They were favoring, making favorites out of favoring. them. Favoring. They were, yeah. They, would, they had a lot of favor and that, for and them. And that kind of thing never happens today. <laughs> no, never. Never. Uh, and why? Because of what maybe they could do for them. You know, there was, a, there was some uh, very personal and selfish motives. And James is just raking people over the coals about that. He said, that if we're the church, then uh, everyone is the same. You know, we, we don't we don't have that. We don't play those kinds of favorites at all with people just because they have nice clothes or or they or they have or they can give more or they can give more yeah i mean put it into any sort of f- format if you want when it comes to uh money the point is is that we should be favoring each other because god has favored us uh and and the grace of God is for all. Jesus is the great equalizer when it comes to those things. And I, here's the thing. I think people who have money and who follow Jesus also know this. They're fine with that. They don't want special treatment. They don't want, you know, if they really follow Jesus, then it's not about whether or not you have the money. I'm talking right now about how we treat each other. Um, and James obviously talks about how, and I think, again, like I said before, I think people outside the church are better judges of what goes on in the church than mm-hmm. people in the church. And sometimes we need to listen to that. Uh, but but I've heard people say, well, I don't want to attend that church because it's just way too rich. and Or that's or just not my kind of people. Or I've heard those kinds of things. And I understand what uh, they're saying. But I tell you what, it's, it's not so much um, do we have it as much as how much do we flaunt it? How much do we care about it so much? How much do we love it so much? And how much do we love the status that comes with it? And even if we don't have money, how do we treat people, you know? So either we do or we don't, doesn't matter. We ought to treat each other the, the same and with some sort of love. So, you know what, I, I've been interested here lately in talking with some friends and trying to find people who work with uh, situations that um, are interesting for people that are mainly in lower income brackets in our society and around our area. And I actually did a podcast that I'm going to air here shortly as a bonus, uh, as a bonus podcast. Uh, it was a roundtable discussion with several people in our church here concerning uh, just their work and what they do and trying to help people get out of uh, situations that have, they've they've gotten into or not even not even sometimes their fault just situation they find themselves in when it comes to just not not having money and being a and and sometimes that comes with oppression sometimes that comes with depression uh, but e- either way uh, I, I just thought it was a really interesting discussion so I want to air that mm. uh, sometime here soon as bonus content and I don't have like every answer there is but I will say this what. I know it's hard to believe, but what I mean by that is just simply this. 
I think one thing I can really gain from the scriptures and all this discussion we've had on the poor is that Jesus uh, definitely, uh, definitely believed, even you know, as as a man, as the Son of God, believed that the gospel was for all. That it had nothing to do with rich and poor. And those of us who are in Jesus are one, regardless of that. And we need to act like that, be like that, love on each other like that, not show favoritism. So, yes, thanks for listening. And we'll be back again next week. Dr. Reed, thanks. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Drew? Hey, this podcast wouldn't happen without me. So (laughs) you're welcome. No, You're I'm absolutely kidding. correct. You are so indispensable. We're all so indispensable. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, we'll and be back next week. Honestly, if there's anyone indispensable in all this, it's the listener. Yeah, Because without me. listeners, there would not be a podcast. Uh, it's true. I love you all, listeners. 